Keep it going, keep it going. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, I kick a hot rhyme when the hot raps. Shout out to my boys on the Two Nice Jewish Boys podcast. I got raps and I got fast. Slow it down with a real nice view. I know a couple Jews represent them playing hard. I got a couple sponsorships from the playing cards. You know it's cool. Represent my true is verbal for the Arut Sheva and the Jewish Journal that hosts this thing. Feeling amazing. Got boots and cats and a couple of Asians and Caucasians. Everyone blazing trails. Feeling the battle. I'm ready to saddle. Up. Nice on the horse with the rap flow I'm in Israel, I got a pet camel You know I'm thinking out nice when I'm flowing, I get it And other people say, where you living? Out in the Negev, I'm not in Negev I'm out in the Yafo I love to eat shawarma with my nacho Boots and cats every time I got to Make some noise for eight times and not or Yeah This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com slash donate. Today, we are doing an episode about something we've never really talked about. Rap. So... Noah and I, we cracked our heads together and we thought, how can we introduce such a young, hip, cool concept? Naturally, we opened the dictionary. The Oxford English Dictionary gives the word rap a birth year of 1541. The definition, if you were wondering, is to utter, especially an oath, sharply, vigorously, and suddenly. Yeah, we're, we're nerds. Indeed, many words and phrases were uttered vigorously since the rap music style started flourishing in black neighborhoods in America in the form of reggae in the 60s and hip-hop in the late 70s and 80s. But as the years progressed, rap and hip-hop evolved and have become a rich genre in mainstream music. In the last few decades, rap was mixed with every other genre imaginable. It crosses continents, cultures, and languages— but remains still today a form of musical protest and sometimes even of musical rage. So today we're here to talk about rap music, but not just any rap music, Jewish rap music. We're proud to have Kosha Dills on the show. Born as Rami Matan Evan Esh. Rami grew up in Jersey to Israeli immigrant parents. He collaborated with Matisyahu, Snoop Dogg, and many, many more. And now he decided to make Aliyah. It gives us the thrills to be joined by the Kosha Dills. Yes. Do I have a future in rap? Or is I mean, that- as an announcer, <laughs> you're pretty amazing. <laughs> but not rap. I like Lo how you avoided behold, the question. <laughs> since 1541. <laughs> Before we get started, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at the International Robotics Camp for Girls 2020 in Germany. Over the period of a week or two in Germany, your kids will have the opportunity to explore the sciences and do some incredible, incredible stuff. So if you have a girl who's dreamed about designing her own rocket or building a moon rover, you've got to check out this camp. Visit www.robotics-institute.com. That's robotics-institute.com. The camp started in 2018, and it's taking place at the Hamburg University of Technology in Germany in the summer of 2020. And this year, they're coming to Tel Aviv on December 17th to showcase the amazing program that they've got planned. 
You can meet Alexis, the founder, and Noah, one of the Israeli participants. They're going to be at the Goethe Institute in Tel Aviv between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Again, that's the Goethe Institute, G-O-E-T-H-E Institute in Tel Aviv on December 17th between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. This is a really, really great opportunity, guys. Don't miss out. Okay, so before we start, yes. guys, listen. If you like the show and you want to help us out, there's there are two ways to do it. You can go to 2NGB slash donate and give us everything you've got. Or alternatively, <laughs> you can go to thechosenonegame.com. Yes, the chosen. Mm. There one are game. sponsors. There are sponsors, guys, and it's actually Holiday a hilarious season. game. I'm shuffling the cards right now. Yeah, yeah, and we're not just making it up that it's hilarious. We're about to prove it to you. Um, I'm seriously, play it's a, a game? It's, yeah, it's a question answer matchup. Like it's they have, there's question cards, there's answer cards. Which you match you them up. It's hilarious, but it's whatever. You'll you'll <laughs> pick a blue one and a white one, um, and then okay. So basically, holiday season is coming, yeah. guys, and this is the perfect gift you gotta get it it's hilarious it's awesome it's fun it's a great gift as you shall see right now all right the chosen one okay. okay let's play Kosha, you take a question card which mm -hmm. is the white one okay and you read me or from yeah you can take mine you have also okay i have some white ones all yeah right, let's get one all right i got one read it watch out america here comes blank tone deaf canter mail order shatels <laughs> okay i go no. right you okay. go blue what Madoff and Weinstein have in common? A girl claiming to be Shomer Nagia. I was like, I saw it. Blowing. That's perfect. Makes it worth it. Together with blowing my bar mitzvah money on cocaine and strippers. Give Rami a question. Okay. All right, here we go. Jacob is the best in his class at. Mm, not funny. I'll pick another one because I don't know how to play the rules. Having two sets of dishes. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was helicopter parenting, but I want to have two sets of dishes. <laughs> okay. All right. Last one. Inside Last parent one. Last yeah, one. Okay, I'll go. Kosha, you pick the answer. So, tonight, performing at the Whiskey A Go Go, we have. Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I know that. the Whiskey Go-Go. I've, I've uh, played yeah. all around there. I haven't played there, but I played at the Roxy yeah, Viper Room, and here you go. So, nice. guys, chosencardgain.com and enter the promo code. Uh, How much yeah, do they cost? Like, like 20 bucks? Or like so 10. I think it's like, no, no like it's... 35 bucks, but it's like over 400 cards, which is like huge. You it's enough entertainment. Forever. And if yeah, you yeah. put the promo code to the... You the, get a discount. Yeah, you the number two, NJB, nice, you get a nice... A nice substantial discount. discount. So check and it out. that helps us. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So thank you, Rami, for I'll buy that as a gift for somebody. Cool. There we go. We got mm. one sale. Yeah. Just one don't forget sale. the promo code. <laughs> There's the promo code. <laughs> That's essential. So what is hip hop or rap for you? Um, so hip hop is, you know, form of expression, rap music, what I grew up on, um, it's been listening to it for so long. Um, 1994, three, I would say, um, probably like 95, I really got into it. 96, 97, really into it. 98, 99 started doing it like on stage. What's the first time you like encountered, um, a rap song? It's funny because I feel like I heard hip hop. In high school, I, I assumed that I heard it at like, you know, 
like I think my bar mitzvah was like eight and nine. You know, I think like Ace of Base. I just remember this one scene where they were like Ace of Base was like really hitting hard. I mean, there was like a kind of flowy beat, but that's not you know hip hop. I guess there are some hip hop elements in pop. Nah, but like Wu Tang was. I'm from Jersey, so we were like 20 minutes, 30 minutes away from Staten Island. So Wu Tang was obviously like at the top of the game, 95, 96. So like Raekwon, Ghostface Killer. I'm gonna a, I'm gonna premise this whole episode and tell you that you're gonna have to like sometimes just kind of like elaborate. Feed, yeah, elaborate. So Wu Tang like, Clan is basically are. the most legendary rap group that has transcended decades of hip hop. I mean, you could also watch. You could just type them up on Netflix. They have a Netflix special. They have a Hulu special where it's all acted out, and they've probably sold millions and millions and millions and millions of records. In fact, um, they had affiliations and they had a Jewish guy that made the first ever Holocaust song called Never Again by Remedy. It was probably sold over a million copies like 2002 and that was the first time there was like Jewish music infiltrating into the rap world. I kind of more about? serious. It's about the Holocaust. Like 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 what perspective? Like it's just about like the I'm just de- talking about like never again. Ah, yeah. Should my people be walked to the slaughter never again. It's like a crazy wow. dark hip hop beat and this it is just Wu-Tang? hits. It was an affiliation to so RZA, the leader of Wu-Tang. Um, you guys might know him from the film. He had like, affiliated Wu-Tang Killer Bees. So, I mean, it had like Killer Army. It was like an offset. And people were selling lots of CDs. This is back in the time of like Nobody Beats to Wiz, before Best Buy. Um, and people were just, CDs were selling. This is like after tapes, the CDs were really, really selling. This is before MP3 streaming. So, um, they were so successful they had offshoots and you know like the offshoots were selling 100,000 200,000 records um oh well wow. so this record Wu-Tang Killer Bees was like all affiliates and people that he was putting on locally in Staten Island and this guy Remedy was like the white Jewish guy mm. you know and besides that before before that it was like MC Search and the Beastie Boys you know obviously earlier than that mm-hmm. but um this was the first like Jewish really like meaningful theme stuff like it yeah. wasn't anything of like something of real substance that like was the like Beastie Boys never really rapped about they, Jewish stuff they weren't really rapping yeah and they're not, no, one, no one's touching the Holocaust on any sort of topic in a hip hop song yeah. you know so it's shout out to Remedy huh yeah it's, it's kind, of, kind of a yeah so it's it's kind Even of the rap is kind of like I mean it's not yeah, like, like a, getting your black child murdered by a cop is also dark yeah yeah. yeah, but not <laughs> as dark as like six million. Yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. No one was touching it. So, um, as far I mean, as stuff that influenced <laughs> me, and then I guess in like two thousand, then like a lot of underground hap, like underground backpack rap, was sort of like nerded out on stuff that was really like locally grown. This is before this is before MySpace, so there was like no way to promote your stuff. Only there was only message boards, and I was rapping in college at Rutgers, and then um. What does that uh, mean like so you were like doing live shows? You yeah, were... I was entering rap battles basically from like ninety nine to two thousand. Like the, I feel insane. like that's the most stressful like thing. Like I always like I'm like okay, you know what? If I had to just like, imagine sit in a room and like write a rap and then go into a studio and rap it, like I'd yeah, so, probably okay. still fail. But like, but like I could do that. Mm-hmm. But like standing in front live and like rap battling, that's crazy. You yeah. come out, you just like off the cuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, back then you were preparing and then you were also going off the cuff freestyle, which is called freestyle rap, which is, I'm really, tell us like about your sport. first battle. Um, Oh, so I was, um, it's a great question. <laughs> um, it was called bragging rights. It was at this place called New Eureka Poets Cafe. It's a very famous place in New York city. 
Um, first place I went on stage, there was, um, at that point I was, I was named kosher dill. I wasn't kosher dills yet. Uh, Um, it it wasn't really a Jewish reference. It was a sexual reference. That was like off the bat. Cause my other friend was yak balls. Music was meant to be disrespectful and like really disrespectful to you. And that was the goal. There was nothing nice about it. I came from wrestling background. So what you know i wrestled my whole life and i loved competing and loved fighting and that was like what i did so there was a guy i guess somebody didn't show up so my buddy yak he's like yo kosher dill you sign a list they need you to come down and there was a group of four in a round in a contest of 32 people so it'd be one winner i think the winner gets 100 bucks so it's great entertainment for you know just to win 100 bucks <laughs> And I went and um, I started, I was really high, you know, at that point I was smoking a lot of weed. I was just, you know, going to hip hop shows. This is a time where you can still smoke in, in New York City. Like you smoke in clubs. It wasn't, there wasn't this no smoking rule. It didn't exist yet. And um, yeah, I went up and I started trying to berate the other dude. And Were you, was your heart pounding? Or yeah, I was like... really pounding and everyone was cheering for me. And it was kind of, cause it was like, you know, people like to see fights. I mean, that's why yeah. people pay millions of dollars to remember? watch boxers. You remember like the, what are they called? The riffs or what are they like? Uh... So the lines, um, not offhand. No, no, no. Um, but who won? Um, I took like second in the round of four. So it was like respectable. I didn't get my, like, I didn't get my ass handed to me, you uh, know? Okay. And then I came back two months later. It was every two months. And I came back as KD Flow because people booed. They were like, Post your deal, boo. Well, you know, like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, pickles. Antisemites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. People weren't throwing that around yet. So then I went back and then I won as KD Flow. And then I was like starting to get respect in rap in general. And then, yeah. um, you know, and then slowly and surely just started entering rap battles in college and learning how to work a crowd. And learning how to work a crowd of like non-white people and learning how to work a crowd of like all white people and just there were there were these crowds that existed you know in certain parts of wherever i was especially in jersey and it was still eminem had just come out so it was still very like new for people to yeah. be like seeing white rappers and still today people are like oh my god you're white and you rap i'm like dude it is 2019 i'm like you know <laughs> we're, we're like you know we're far past but that. is it like athlete athletes that you know like can because what can you do african-americans they rap amazingly right it's like very much part of the culture yes culture it's a cultural thing so is it like a whole other league you think like or is it really but it's not african-americans it's it's people of hip-hop and it was birthed by an african-american like the first hip-hop party was in new york 1979 dj cool so and correct me if I'm wrong. If someone's like, no, it wasn't, you know, there could be a whole little rap nerd off here on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I then you'll get shot when you're Definitely in not New by York us. City. Yeah. No. We're going to take but a word for this it. This is why Tupac was. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hip hop was anyone that was in a Wu. That was the thing with Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang was like really spoke to like young Jewish kids and, and like especially that, you know, when you're selling them and it was just so global and there's black people, Spanish people, brown people. Hip hop started taking over. And it became a mainstream force early 2000s. People weren't aware of it. And then when I came out as Kosha Dills in 2005, I had like, it was sort of like there was a, an underground rap. There was this dude named Necro and Ill Bill. And they were like sort of the Bugsy Siegel, like the tough Jew, sort of like Jewish gangster kind of persona, which was existing more. And at that point, I was Kosha Dills. There was no one else like me. There was another guy named Iron Solomon who was a really big Jewish battle rapper. Um, there, 
you it wasn't cool. There, there were no Lil this and Lil that. Like right now, if you go on uh, Spotify, there's about 8,000 rappers with there's the first name is Lil, Lil this, Lil that, Lil that, yeah, you know, yeah. Lil everything, Lil Key, Lil Rob, Lil, Lil, Lil Gato. I Lil mean, Wayne. Exactly. Yeah. So now, mind you, I came from like an era where there was like, there was real rap. And then because my name, Kosha Dills, I was like incarcerated for a little bit. And then I was like, really didn't like being Jewish and didn't really have this whole persona. Which I had a big resentment, honestly, because I was the first one born in America and everyone else was Israeli. And I just really didn't feel any connection to any of the local Jewish kids. Mm-hmm. We didn't, I didn't do any of those Jewish programs, none of the BBYOs or USYs. Mm-hmm. I didn't do n- none of that. I don't I still try to like grasp on like how awesome that is for kids to grow up with that. I didn't have that. I did sports. So I was like, we were like more of a full contact Jewish family than like a no contact Jewish family. Like so, to you say. felt kind of like an outsider. Yeah, and, and then, wait, you, so you ended up getting incarcerated. incarcerated yeah, so um, sold drugs when I was younger, from like eighteen to like twenty two. I dropped out. I was a Division one wrestler at Rutgers, and I like totally oh, left. And I, you know, I was like underwatched by Feds. I was just in the wrong crowds. Like I wouldn't say I was like some. I thought I was way bigger than I was. What were you selling? Um, I don't think it's really important, but I mean, you could look it up okay. online. You know, what I'm saying? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, like everything. Because Ethan's in the market. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about mushrooms on <laughs> Nice Joe's Boys podcast? You're like, this is no, be a first just, for us. I'm just wondering, like, where where you came from. I think it's amazing to like overcome that kind of. Yeah, uh, I mean, listen. Stuff. Um, you know, there are certain i was been getting arrested i got arrested like three times when i was younger 18 19 and i was 20 and then like 22 so and then i got clean and sober at 23 or 22 turning 23 and now i'm 38 living it so i've had a long journey and in Uh between that time i decided i was like you know what i'm gonna come out as a rapper (laughs) i'm gonna come out as a rapper named kosha dills and that way if i ever become popular it'll be like this really because i had this like hint of jewishness in me and mm-hmm. it was like it was like a mix of like the horrorcore rap like the tough jewish guy rap but also then i met this dude modest yahoo in 2004 this is before i put out my first record and uh, my buddy who's actually in, in israel now he was modest Yahoo's first drummer shout out to jonah david who i met at new Regan poets cafe this is trippy um which is where your first battle was? Yes, yes. Nice. He was drumming there for other events. Um, and nice. he, and he's like, yo, there's this guy. And I was like sober four months, you know, and he's like, there's this guy. He's really Jewish and he'll want to make you do a lot of Jewish things, but you should go and he'll let you rap with him. Maybe. This is back when he's still, when he's still Yeah, it was religious. really, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 2004. Go. I mean, he was really just from, uh, he's yeah. just in, in the heart of it. So I went and I rapped with him there and I was like, it was like so many Jewish. I never saw so many Jewish people in my life to the day I went to a Modesty Hour show on Christmas in New York City, BB Kings, 2004, December. Oh, wow. And it was the most amazing thing. And I was rapping and there was a guy dressed from Black Sheep, which is like engine, engine, number nine on the New York transit line. Do you know this song? Oh my God. He's right about to start singing with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he did that with Modest. Jonah's drumming in the band and then I'm like wow this like Jewish thing is real so people are like your name is Kosher Dills and Modest Yahoo introduced me as Kosher Dill this is my friend Kosher Dill like very like yeshivish kind of voice Um, and you could listen to it on like I think what is it archive.org they have like all these old shows because they did all the audio of it maybe you could get a sample for the show okay Um, and I ended up like people started reaching out from all over and you're like you should play at this Jewish event or something and I was like what 
And I'm like, all right. And you're like, yeah, well, you know, can pay you to come rap at our. I'm like, you want to pay me to rap? Sure, let's go. And uh, next thing you know, I was like in the Israel Day Parade, and I'm just now. And then you know, there's like these yeshiva programs that want me to rap. It was mostly like religious things. Yeah. And I'm like the furthest thing away from, uh, you know, a religious person. Yeah. I think. I would be considered way more Jewish though than all my non-Jewish friends are like in LA that are like Jewish songwriters. I'm like, oh, you're like the most Jewish person I know. Uh-huh. So I, and it just kept going on and on. And I just kept, I like identifying, I re- listened to my songs and I would like rap about Israel or like just, I wouldn't rap about it. I would just say the words and I would say Israel or say something Jewish and just, you know, throwing it out there as part of the song. And in 2008, I had a record that like got in Spin Magazine, and it was like my first one. Um, and it was a song called "I Love Jews" over the Delphonics "I Love You" beat. It goes la 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 la. I love you. You know that song? Nope. Oh my God! You guys are the worst. I love we you. are. <laughs> We're you like are. a blank slate, man. You got um, you got to teach us everything. And I, I did a I did a um, this thing with this guy named C Ray's Walls, and then um. It's a really underground rap. Wait, but 2008 was your first record? Like first one, like out in the open, like, you know, record stores. How many, how many songs were on it? Ten. 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 And it was a a collaboration record with this black dude from the Bronx named C-Ray's Walls, who was really kind of obsessed with Jewish culture and he really liked it. We did a song with Modest Yahoo together in 2006 called Childhood. And... My, there's another one I saw, Dodging Bullets, but that was later on. Yeah, yeah, Uh, it was more recent. So then I just started like, messaging everyone you know, you gotta think i was like still on probation mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm just like what am i gonna do i'm like i'm gonna email like every jewish organization that has ever existed in the entire history of the united states and attach this song to the email with modest yahoo because he's the most popular yeah jewish artist and they're gonna sounds email like me back plan. it sounds like a plan or i get to you on my aol account <laughs> and um like, so, you, you know i started You've got mail, yeah. Next thing you know, I started traveling around and I started like doing collaborations with artists from Israel and just. So damn. your parents, how did they react? And then wh- what was the first show they attended? Um, it's interesting you say how they react because it's such like a common question that Jewish people ask only yeah. artists. It was never a question that anyone ever asked in any other kind of interview. Yeah, my parents because really the, the Jewish mother would probably. I think my parents disown really, you from like if I if I became I a rapper, already, my mother right. would disown me. Yeah, he's like, I know you're very successful, but you're now disowned. <laughs> 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 you're like your 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 apartment. Mind you, I'm in this amazing apartment, guys. It's like overlooking the entire city of Tel Aviv. It's just a pure place of success, but you're totally disowned, and I want nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I, uh, my, my parents were like, once I stopped, I mean, I've been sober for over 15 years. I mean, it's not like, I don't drink sometimes on the weekends. I'm like completely sober. I don't smoke, don't drink, don't do like, no, no sniffing, no shooting, no dunking, no inhaling, no, you know, through the ears, through the eyes, whatever. You lost Um, me after smoking. Okay. Okay. Perfect. You're like, how do (laughs) you do that? (laughs) I'm like dunking. What does basketball have to do with this? No, 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 no. He's Googling drinking vodka through the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, and I just, that was one thing they were like, okay, you stay clean. And then like, cause I had an issue with drugs and alcohol. That was like a big part of my life, you know, and it was really untouched topic in the Jewish world. So, you know, trying to like go and speak about, you know, as a, just a different Jewish story. There's not many people are like, yeah. Oh, what college did you go to? And you're like, no, I was supposed to finish. I was like slated to like, you know, wrestling division one NCAA, which is odd already. And then it's, you know, 
everything to do with drugs. So I took that same mentality and put it towards the music and started, yeah. you know. So, so at the Wait, beginning, what did, what, uh, what did your parents yeah. say? Yeah, my mom, as long as you like, you know, stay healthy and stay clean, you really can't they're say supportive. nothing. Yeah, you're be, they're going to be And supportive. they went to your concerts? Um, I brought my, I started bringing my mom on stage, I think in like 2013, I toured with Modest Yahoo and then I like invite my parents on stage Aww. and then that's so Jewish. Um, yeah, <laughs> right, it's like a bar mitzvah, every but time. totally like people love your mom. Everyone loves a mom. Like once you bring your mom on stage, like you'll sell way more merchandise after this. Show. It's more like a business <laughs> like a decision. Business, my yeah. mother, I'm like mom, get on stage. She's like, no, 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 no. And then she'd say, okay. And she would do it. And I brought her on stage at like, you know, amphitheaters and stuff, you know, I'm like, mom, get on stage and yeah. do your part of the song. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, she has a part? Well, there's a song called Wavy. And my mother's name is Chaya. So I introduced the song as, you know, my mother's name was Chaya. So when I grew up going to the mall in New Jersey, people would say Chaya to their friends. And my mom would turn around and I said, mom, they're not saying Chaya, they're saying Chaya. So I tell the crowd to say, say Chaya. And they're like, Chaya. And I'm like, no, say it like a Jew. Chaya. And they're like, Chaya. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I really like, love making a crowd that's not jewish like understand like let's get really jewish you know let's get real weird and i yeah, like yeah. getting really weird like let's <laughs> get uncomfortable let's get a little bit more uncomfortable right, let's, now. let's do mess circumcision yes like to get <laughs> circumcised circumcised you're like yeah it's a party and i give bar mitzvahs at shows sometimes like who's ever had a bar mitzvah and like me who wants one right now you know Dave Batista? Nope. <sighs> Wait, Dave Very, Batista. From Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he came to one of my shows. I toured with RZA, and he was in a movie Batista called Man. Is like the, the, the big, the big, ah, w, the big w, w, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I had him light the menorah. And it was a shout out to Rejews.org. They're great. Uh, you know, they do like all this recyclable initiative, and they found me. My buddy Henry found me a a recyclable. Is that a word? Recyclable? Recyclist? I think so. Okay. Recyclable, Recyclable menorah out of like lead pipes or something. And he put it on stage and Dave Batista did the blessing. No And then way. we gave the Hava Nagil and we put him in a chair and started lifting him up in the air. <laughs> and he was in the middle of shooting a film called Bushwick, which came out really cool. The um, uh, the cop film or the action film? It was like it's a, an action thing. And it's like the whole world. There's like a world war like happening in Bushwick, Brooklyn. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah? And he has like, you know, like emotional parts in it where he's speaking and like he's not just a superhero. I see. I see. And um, so, yeah, so I gave a, you know, worldwide celebrity bar mitzvah. And that's he's amazing. Like, and, that's like, and that's like as about as Jewish as it's going to get for him yeah. his entire life. He's not Jewish. Know? No, of course not. Batista. <laughs> Batista. Yeah. Okay. So, so before, I mean, before you came out with the record, you were doing all this rap battle. And then you were saying that it's like all about just kind of putting down the other person, yes, and the, right. So, but then you came out with this record. What we, what was like, what was the content? What's the song? What are the songs um, about? Freestyle verse written. The guy I wrote all my songs, and the yeah. other guy did free. This is a guy that taught me how to freestyle rap. His name C Ray's Walls, and he was just a really amazing freestyler. And he just taught me how to like go into any situation. Like you don't have to. You're like, oh, you're about to be at a Shabbat dinner, or you're about to be like on a playground. I'm like, you could freestyle and cater to a crowd for like these two minutes that you have and then you could literally wow the crowd and have them totally into you so he freestyled the entire record and i thought i'm like this guy's really popular if i could you know convince him do a good deal with him and you come in for one day or two days and we do this whole record in 24 hours and we could make this jewish black thing happen and I made a song called I Love Jews, that, and I made a song called Ariel Sharon, and it wasn't about Ariel Sharon, but I just wanted to name it Ariel Sharon to see what people would do. <laughs> and it was before the trolling movement. This is like before yeah. stuff. 
and people are like, I can't believe, you know, you're like, whoa, people like really hate Israel. And, um, you know, I just named the song is just like, this is me ripping it up on the track. And I just named it that. So I like formulated this press idea in my head and we got a lot of coverage for it. It was like an okay player. It was a lot, it was a respectable album and people tell, tell me about it till this day. What was the song actually about? Nothing really. Just me rapping and him rapping and Ariel Sharon and, um, kind of like Ariel Sharon, like if he's like a big dude or like kind of like a war general, it would be like me being like a war general on the track, like ripping it up. And they got, you're like a, you're a commander, uh, yeah. you're a general, okay, you're okay. a soldier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Massacring. So, mass, yeah, <laughs> massacre the track. Or, you know, and that could be looked at as funny or not. Okay. But the, I named it that, and that's what I decided to do. And I, you know, I, I stick by the decision of why I did it. Because I, like, I wrote a song called I Love Jews because I was like, if someone posts about this, everyone's going gonna, everyone's gonna to love Jews. You know what I mean? And it's a clever flip. And that's what rappers are supposed to do. They're supposed to be clever and stick to an idea of what they think is really cool. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can be a rapper if you had a perfect childhood in a rich family. Sure. And not be fucked up in any way. Um, if you go back to the movie Eight Mile, where like Eminem like makes fun of himself, you're like, my name's Clarence. My parents had a really, really great marriage. And you're like, and I went to a really great school. Yeah. And then balance. And Little Dicky, like his whole thing is like modeled off of like i'm gonna save up my bar mitzvah money and like obviously it was not money from his bar mitzvah but i mean he literally makes fun of himself so much it's like pure comedy and then he spins it off into a tv show and he became extremely viral and really successful and makes these things he's like my life is perfect but i'm okay with that but i'm a great skilled rapper and i could rap about anything i want and today hip-hop is so big that i could rap about anything i specifically want and that could be entertaining to people he's, yeah. rap, he's rapping about me he's rapping about oranges i love oranges but doesn't oranges it are amazing. Come, doesn't it need to come from pain no it doesn't it no doesn't. but little dicky does like comedy like Exa- comical yeah, it, rap exactly but what i'm saying is like a lot of the like a lot of the rap world i think what what maybe no right from the from the like, beginning of time it comes from struggle it comes from pain yeah. i mean there's a lot of political rap and there's a lot of you know, rap, like I rap, I have songs about my addiction and depression and mental health. And I also have songs that like, I have a song called the sweatpants song, which is like, I was talking to some girl on the floor one day in LA and I was like falling in love with her on the phone. And I'm like, she's like, you should, I'm like, I got my, you make me want to put sweatpants on. And then she's like, well, you should make a sweatpants song. And I'm like, so I did. And then I made a whole rap song about sweatpants. And then I got asked to do it for the Yo Gabba Gabba show. Um, the kids show is world famous in, in States. And, um, you know, I played it in front of like thousands of people because I made some stupid song about sweatpants, of course. <laughs> and like, no one wants to hear my song about the Holocaust. So, uh-huh. You know what I mean? On like, a kid's oh, show. A bummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of kid show. Right before the sweatpants song, the Holocaust song, and then followed by the sweatpants. Yeah, song. I feel yeah. Like that's a good match. So, the whole story of the Jewish people. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, that reminds oh, no. me of the story of Moisha. <laughs> So wait, let's talk about let's talk about like rap for a second. Let's talk about the the elephant in the in the rap in the rap genre, okay. which is like how do you make money as a rapper? No, okay, about like because rap. Just for anyone listening, hip hop is a billion dollar industry, and I'm making a small portion of that. Which so is if good. Any Jewish person is like, how does he make money or doing it? Like, well, it's I like really a natural Jewish question, right? Yeah, how, I mean, how much money? do you pay for rent? And do you make money rapping? You know, I just <laughs> want to know. <laughs> no, so I want to ask about like the rap, like. Rap is very much focused on 
I mean, today, a lot of the mainstream rap, I don't know if this is how it how it stemmed back out of the 70s and 80s, but like a lot of the mainstream rap today is like, the content is a bit, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. It's like, you know, fuck bitches, make money, do drugs. Profundities. Yeah, it's like Profundities or profanities? Profanities. profanities. Yeah, because profundities is like yeah. the opposite. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, so. Funny he said that though, Freudian slip. I mean, yeah. So you're talking to, okay, so uh, out of a rapper's defense, I'm going to come defending out of it. It's like, sure, I'm going to rap about how much money I have and how much this I have. and I think what it just it's shallow. Yeah, okay. No, no. and it, gets, of, it tends to be shallow sometimes. Out of defense for someone like that, a person wants to brag about what they have um, because maybe they never had anything. So now they're talking about all their accomplishments, which means being broke, being homeless, being coming from the projects and now I have large sums of money and a large sums of women that you know bring me supposed happiness and I feel like expressing that on the track yeah I get where it comes from but I'm right. saying like it doesn't feel to me like your rap really revolves around that but I'm wondering if there's like if you feel like also there's an issue there's a problem in like in rap in a lot of the rap genre where they're focusing on these right like, now there's a resurgence of women and like feminism and rap like from i mean if you look at Neda Barzilai in Israel if you look at there's this girl Alyona Alyona in Ukraine there's a girl named Lizzo obviously in in the US who and it's like women they're like against body shaming they're like larger you know bigger girls that are like number one in all their countries and everyone loves them. So we're at like an anti-bullying movement right now. So not only like it's, it's a great time. If you have like, if you're like, I want to rap and I'm like a loser, like I would encourage you if you actually are like the, you know, and you feel mm -hmm. like all those things are against you. It's like a great time. If you're talented, like you should express yourself because people are rooting for the underdog versus another time when there was such a barrier, like, and you had to like, like if if there was if ever I meet a girl and she's like a little obscure woman and she's like I'm like you should DJ because people love like people like seeing what they're not used to you know that's why little Dicky shot to fame because everyone's like oh he went completely into like world star mode and then shot up for me me specifically hip hop definitely like saved my life I have a rap I have a TED talk called freestyle rap saved my life and it was like really just rapping for me really gets me out of my head. It's like, it's something I really use. Like I've never had a real job besides anything that was illegal. I worked at the rehab that I went to and then I, and I, and I performed. So mm -hmm. anytime you see me and you're like, well, what do you do? How do you work? I'm like, I've worked for myself for 10 years and got every check that I've gotten. Um, luckily I've had a couple big hits that really made me a good amount, but for me it works differently. And that's probably why I might've not been, I haven't been like world famous yet, you know? Mm -hmm. But well, it sounds um, like you're doing but I feel well. like yeah I've been I've been doing it long I think longevity speaks for itself. It's yeah. like oh we're like how many times you get a message like oh we're a new company we're a new podcast we need this and you're like oh man we've been doing this so long when is it you never know that like another year from now someone hears this episode 10 6 years mm -hmm. from now you guys are still doing this podcast someone might click on my thing and be like wow that was the most amazing. and then skyrocket so bam and you're so, going to start a podcast now, right? I have one, yeah. It's called Hustle Beach. And I've been it's about to put all the hustle for the DIY nooks and crannies. I mean, I love... I booked my first tour in 2008, and it was called the Spare Change Tour. And I was like, we... And it was called Every Penny Counts. And I literally was... I'm like, I need a store sponsor. So I put out a bucket of change. And I'm like, thank you to all my sponsors. And they would all come and put money, and I would put it in, in the gas tank. And I think, like, I performed at one, like 
reform synagogue in Boulder, Colorado. And I'm like, all right, I got like, you know, like a 1500 or 1700 bucks from there. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to use this to pay for all the gas and go to every, you know, dump in America from like, wow. you know, Nina, Wisconsin, like Oshkosh, <laughs> you know, Superior, like Duluth. Have you, um, have you been to Birmingham, Alabama? Yep, I have been. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. That's where uh, I grew the, up. The Nick. T you know the Nick? 205. Um, the Nick, no. You don't know? Yeah, so I, it's a I 20, left when I was 13. It's a probably conceived there. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, honestly, I New wouldn't Jersey. be surprised um, if you were. So many people have been conceived at the Nick. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a 24-hour special club. So, like, it's like, it's not, it's a bar, but it's like a, you need, like, a password to get in. And that way they could stay open like all hours. So you could go there on Thursday. We could pick you up on Monday and you'd be like, where, where, where is, where's eight time? You'd be like, oh, he's at the neck. You know, it's been a rough oh, night, shit. been a rough weekend. Doing a roots uh, journey. And honestly, like, um, I'm, I love going to the South and I love going to these obscure places because there's no Jews there. There'd be like one Jewish guy. I like call the Chabad rabbi who'll stop by with a meal and he'll be like, this is amazing. What are you doing here? You know, like, <laughs> you know, we do like yeah. a Shabbat dinner once every, you know, well, Chabad months. is everywhere, man. I mean, I know, like, but the best Chabads are like in, in the nooks and nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like I've been to Chabad in Anchorage. I've been to Chabad in Nashville. I've been to Chabad in yeah. Birmingham, Alabama does like a, monthly barbecue or something where they get all kosher food like yeah shipped in from like wherever there's not like one kosher butcher in alabama for yeah no, i don't think so so i mean this is what i and now that i'm in israel why did you make aliyah um it's what a good question why did i make aliyah sound bite <laughs> um <laughs> i made aliyah because one i've i've thought about doing aliyah even 10 years ago and i was like oh man it'll be so epic if i moved in israel if i even looking with my cousin's text i was like playing shows here and I'm like, I should come here. And then I always sort of resented myself because when I was going to jail for the first time, I turned 21 in jail, 18 in jail, um, I think 23 in rehab. I mean, I was going through all those things, right? Um, I was, I could have been in a military, you know what I mean? So it's like, as like my whole, my, my father was in seven, uh, six, like this 73 Yom Kippur war and in a six day war, my grandfather was in 48, you know, my whole family died in the Holocaust like many of us. And I always felt that my brother was in the military and I'm like, I need to go. And I always felt this belonging more to the Israeli side, not to the Jewish thing, just specifically Israel. And I'm like, I want to come back, want to come back. But I was very afraid. And it was very similar to like someone moving out of their parents' house. So I once got out of my parents' house and I moved to LA. I drove across America, never drove back and did shows all the way out there. So I'm like, all right, if I could convince myself how do I get out of Koreatown, Los Angeles? I've been in the same apartments as I've been in LA. And um, I've had a lot of success there. And I was like, let me just fill out this form. You know, I've been touring America forever. And there's like 50 people at the club. And, you know, it's like, it's not gl glorious when you're like touring as an artist and you're getting 300 a show and you're selling $300 worth of merchandise and you pay 100 to get there and 100 for this. And so you're like, how am I going to take it to next level? I need to do something that's going to, make everyone look at me again and me look at myself again, Israel. So I started filling out this pro thing and I'm like, all right, just envisioning it. All right, let me fill out something nefesh benefesh. And I showed up to the interview with nothing. And I somehow they still like accepted me. Like I left all my passports, but I had all my passports in my emails from like traveling overseas with promoters. So I still had all like this information <laughs> and uh, I'm like, you know, I'm going to do it over here. I'll find a wife out here. I'll meet a Jewish girl in Israel that speaks like 
six languages, you know, yeah, because in America they only speak one. Hardly. <laughs> Hardly. Um, and then I was like, I'll become a massively famous person in Israel, and then I'll tell, I'll go to like synagogues and tell the, my story of this obscure return to Israel that didn't make any sense. And then from there, I'll be able to play a bunch of other shows and really connect the musical community of Israel to the rest of the world. Because there's a huge gap, I think, between America and Israel as far as what people think is good for Israel and all the money that is raised in the name of Israel in America versus actually what's happening in Israel and where all that money goes to that they yeah. raise in America. I don't know. It doesn't go to us. I mean, no offense. You're not, your place is nice, but I don't think, you know, no, all no. The money. No uh, American money here. No, <laughs> seriously. And, uh, and, and Americans are like afraid of Israelis. And I was like, I, I felt dumb, like forgetting Hebrew. And my parents taught me Hebrew when I was young. And I just felt like, what a shame, you know, what a Shonda. So what's, know? what's the, so uh, I'm returning and here I am. And now I when did you six weeks ago, six and a half weeks ago. And now I've claimed wow. victory in my Aliyah at the two nice Jewish boys podcast. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you, can you like. Do, do some rhymes about the two nice Jewish boys co- podcast. Yeah. What do you think about that story? I'm try- I've never got to really tell why I wanted to. Sounds make like sense you, to you don't, you don't really have a plan. Oh no, I have a plan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. I have a really big plan. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, okay, it. you're like, you're sounds like you don't know thing, what you're talking about, buddy. The whole, <laughs> no, the whole thing you laid it out. You're like, well, then I'm going to go back to the States and I'm going to go to all these synagogues and they're all going to follow me back. And yeah. Then, no, I'm going to lead everyone to yeah. you know, lead everyone to Yafo. No, it sounds like you have everything kind of figured out. Yeah. But it's totally, you know, when you have plans, um, everyone, you know, something smacks you in the face and like, yeah, but I mean, um, you got to vision things. And all but I think it. you're I'm really like excited about that. Like, touring like the Jews of Europe and the community yeah. there and performing mm, there. Yeah. I was like, I met this dude from Estonia at a show and he's like, yeah, I know the only synagogue in Estonia. I'm like, I want to play there. And I'm <laughs> like, I know there's like 14 people there, but I'm coming and we're bringing a camera. <laughs> let's go to Estonia. Kosha. Like, yeah, let's do it, you know? <laughs> um, and that's, it's weird. Re- it's weird. I like the other day I spent a significant amount of time searching out the one rabbi in, um, the rabbi of uh uae the dubai and i want to uh, i want to like speak there and like yeah. bring my just don't go to iran i know not with uh the pink code or whatever that chick's name was yeah that what are yeah, yeah yeah uh i don't remember her name but she's there now yeah well, uh, it's better her. not name her wait so uh, what's the uh what's the toughest part about uh being in israel you've been here six weeks um just like it's so much, you know, forced exercise. Everyone's like extremely attractive because they have to walk about 40 minutes everywhere to get. It's like, it's weird. I don't have a car. <laughs> I, I live with roommates. It's so, you know, I've, I've stripped all my American privileges away and got very humble really quick. And um, yeah, like even for musicians out here, it takes like a month to get paid by the venue after you do the show, which in yeah, America, yeah. you get paid cash before you go on stage or after. And they send a deposit too for us to show up. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get money here, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah so um and just you know i swear if like if i was just telling my friend about this the other day if i could get a special human power here like a mutant power it would be to never get offended in israel because good luck with that yeah just like don't get like just don't get offended or tell you no don't worry about it. it doesn't matter they're you know there's israelis it's and you you know you don't get offended here you like who, the who offended skin. you no one has offended me um that's the whole point you know no one even he has huh. the superpower ah he has i it. have it ah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. You're like, get the hell out of here. Nice, love, lovely time. <laughs> um, do you want me to do a rap for... Uh, for yeah, for yeah. two nice Jewish boys. Could you give me a beatbox? 
How do you do it? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Wait, like I could. So you ever do this? So I, so I, I do rap class actually, by the way, okay. something I'm like rolling out here and I've done them for, I do them for all the programs and like the, any synagogues and Jewish programs and birthrights, all that stuff. Okay. Um, so I teach for, for someone to, and I teach people how to count. It's, it's a whole thing. It's called how to become a Jewish rapper in 45 minutes. If you're interested, email me rapperfriends at gmail.com. So I'm going to teach you how to beatbox. Okay? okay. Okay. What's your favorite animal? Oh God! Come on, man. Come on, elephant. All right, wrong. Your favorite animal is cats. And what's your okay. favorite shoe? Shoe boot. Yes, perfect. So okay. we're gonna do something called boots and cats. So it goes. So you was just really like a boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Now don't say that so loud. It's like. Were you planning on him saying boots? I figured pretty much he would start saying boots and cats. Could you do it? Could you, could you do that beat? Could you yeah. try it? Let's try it. Keep it going. Keep it going. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, what? Well, kick a hot rhyme when the hot raps. Shout out to my boys on the two nice Jewish boys podcast. I got raps and I got fast. Slow it down with a real nice view. I know a couple Jews represent them playing hard. I got a couple sponsorships from the playing cards. You know it's cool. Represent my true is verbal for the Arut Sheva and the Jewish journal that hosts this thing. Feeling amazing. Got boots and cats and a couple of Asians and Caucasians. Everyone blazing trails. Feeling the battle. I'm ready to saddle. Up. Nice on the horse with the rap flow. I'm in Israel. I got a pet camel. You know, I'm thinking out nice when I'm flowing. I get it. And other people say, Where you living out in the Negev? I'm not in Negev. I'm out in the Yafo. I love to eat shawarma with my nacho. Boots and cats every time I got to. Make some noise for eight times. Yeah. Wow, Damn, how do you breathe? We're rappers. We're rappers. Uh, Where you guys are? You guys are beatboxers. I'm the rappers. Yeah, we did a collaboration. Uh, That's amazing. Amazing. Right? Yeah. Can we release it on Spotify and yes. become get rich? Millions of dollars. How do yes, you make you money? Um, this be <laughs> now let's get to the reality part. So a lot of um for, for Spotify. Thank, thank you. you. You did amazing. I'm really oh, proud of thanks. you. Thanks. Well, you we'll good, celebrate. Man. You weren't as good as me, but you were good. Yeah. You were good, man. <laughs> Everyone else is like, they're gonna be like, oh my god, I, I need to meet that guy. Um, I one which is really cool about that. I never introduced it like that. Um, I. Uh, boots and cats is like such a simple thing for people to like just lay a beat and you know it's a very uh, shabbat friendly rap class if you're listening um so but didn't you have like trouble breathing yeah like, it's just like yeah. you know, i was like running out of breath yeah so you could get more well, creative he smoked with... for years <laughs> <laughs> so so like back to how do i make money so okay. everyone like how do you make money um so you get about point zero zero four four cents a stream on spotify really so that means if you that's, get a hundred like for every artist or for... yeah it's for every artist so if i have a hundred thousand streams then like i make 400 bucks which we split that up with the distribution you'll get like they get 20 to 25 percent so they get a hundred bucks or 80 bucks then you probably spend so you really money off the actual music is really hard Bank, there's a lot of stuff that's like Patreon or people like support your journey. I mean, people are now, like I said, you're in the, you're in the age of not selling, um, but like I'm trying to gain like lifelong fans mm -hmm. that want to like support my project. So like you can't, um, 
you know, you could stream my, let's say you leave here and you stream my songs, you guys like all day and just all night. I mean, it would be better if you just bought a shirt and wore it and then told other people about me. And that's how you support an artist. A like helps, a share helps, a tagging on Facebook, on tagging on this, or, you know, posting a video on TikTok at 50 views, 20 views, 100 views, and saying, hey, this guy is great on our podcast. You should get him on your podcast. Who do you work for? NPR. Oh, you'd love this guy. You know, whatever, <laughs> all that happens. Um, any way that happens, it just it's like one thing leads to the other, and it's really interesting because people say, "Aren't you like you're not religious?" But my job is completely faith based. That like, I feel like it's all gonna work out, and I mm -hmm. think that's what like you know Jewish stuff is based around. Like it's all gonna work out, you know, yeah. to Shem. And I'm like, yeah. The other day, I get an email, and they're like, "Hey, I got a five thousand dollar budget for you," and you're like. Yes. And the next person's like, I'm sorry, we need you to do this, this, and we have like no money. And they'll ask you to do something for them. You're like, hey, could you do something for me? Sure. And they're like, okay, and can I get something in the, you know, in exchange, whatever? I need to, you know, work with you on some level. And they'll be like, well, that costs money. And you're like, oh, you know, I guess you don't appreciate my value. So it's really like, I'm, I'm not out here. I'm in, I'm in Israel, like trying to find all the people that value my story. Mm -hmm. and we're in the nucleus of the world, you know? Why mm -hmm. live in the center of uh, Los Angeles or New York when you can live in the center of the universe? And from here, all the cool Jewish people that are coming here having some mind-boggling experience will be like, wow, I need you to come to Basel, Switzerland. I mean, you'd be amazing at this museum, or maybe to my synagogue in Estonia, or maybe the Boulder, Colorado synagogue that I performed at in 2008 during the Spare Change Tour. I'll be like, we need to have Kosher Dills back and tell a story and journey. And I get paid on engagements and doing that. And when I go there, I bring some Kosher Dill pickle hats and pickle shirts and nice. little merch Sounds store. like an adventure, man. It is, you know. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Jews. You don't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I always wanted to say that on here. <laughs> you don't. Uh, you don't see yourself. You've been here six weeks. You Last think, question. Yeah, you think you're gonna? You think you're gonna stay here? You think it's like a life move? Um, yeah, it's definitely. It was a life move. It was a big move for me. And um, listen, everyone's like, "Oh my God, what are you gonna do here?" Um, Ulpan. Um, um, go to Ulpan. You know, and there's Ulpan has two words. It's also the studio. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, listen, you could fly from L.A. to New Jersey to see my parents for three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars. You could fly from Israel to New Jersey for seven hundred fifty, eight hundred dollars. Right. Um, it's just really like nothing much more. And my value is worth me more than four. My quality of my life is worth more than four hundred dollars. I know that it's hard for a Jewish person to digest. Like, <laughs> I'm going to pay this four hundred dollars more. But I mean, the quality of life here is amazing. I haven't met so many people that have wanted to help me. I'm sure it'll get old real quick, but like. <laughs> Mm -hmm. there's a general sense of in Israel that people want you to like be successful at your goal, whether your goal is like, how do I get in contact with this person or in a larger, you know, in a macro sense of, you know, yeah. uh, I will listen. This is like my vision of what I want to do. Right and, after they offend you. Mm -hmm, right after they yeah. offend me, which they can't offend me because I have superpowers That's of true. never being That's offended. True. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right. So thanks for letting me what, rap on your show. Thanks for coming thanks and for, for rapping. rapping on our it show. was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, what Next, should, you what? should ask all people to rap on your oh, show. Oh no, uh, challenges you for a rap off. You're like the episodes. MK. Who, who was the last? Uh, who Who are some of the other people you have? <laughs> who did we have like, just now? An MK? No. Who did we have just now on the podcast? The guest? Shmuel Rosner. Shmuel Rosner. I don't know if that would have gone over <laughs> so well. No <laughs> offense, Shmuel. We love you, but I don't know if he would have rapped so well. Shmuel Rosner. Cool posture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the opportunity to start beatboxing yeah. again. Um, what can we plug? Um, so, 
Um, like your podcast. If your guys are in a podcasting mode, yeah, it's Hustle Beach. Um, okay. Type in Kosha Dills, Hustle Beach, K O S H A D I L L Z, Hustle Beach. Upcoming shows. Hustle Beach. And um, it's on Spotify, Anchor. Yeah. Um, when is this? I mean, I'm on tour with this band called Lucille Crew in Israel. Um, so we're playing in Haifa, Beersheba, um, Kibbutz Dan. You can get How updates can on your bands in town. Facebook. Yeah. And Facebook is Kosha Dills, K O S H A D I L L Z. If you tag this little thing and you're like hearing my voice and you want to tag my Instagram, I'll repost you and plug your thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'll help you too. Cool. If you're out there selling nice. your knickknacks and tchotchkes, you want to be Pitch a big... Kiss. Yeah. And, in Yiddish. Uh, um, what's it called? Pichifkes. Pichifkes. Um, and just in general, my website's koshidillsworld.com. You can see my programs there. Um, if you're a cool artist that wants to collab with me and you think... Um, Oh, you have large sums of money that you feel that I'm talented <laughs> enough to work with. I mean, I'm always open for business. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, except Shabbos. Just kidding. Of course. <laughs> I'm still open. <laughs> 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 Sorry, um, you know, I'm just being honest. No. Um, but what else? I guess if you want to email me or be like, wow, you know, I guess my email is rapperfriends at gmail.com. Okay. And, um, with yeah, a Z or with an S? Just with an S. But Kosha yeah. with an A and deals with a Z. Okay. And, um, Cool. So guys, reach out. Keep uh, updated about and stream Dales. those for Spotify. Okay, follow press Spotify. play all day. Yeah, play dude. pause. Play pause. Yeah. Wait. How does it? It's like every time you press play, it's a stream. Every, yeah. I think as you play, press play, it has to go for thirty seconds. But you could just turn your just turn get all your, your devices in your house and press play on all of them. <laughs> exactly. Like you just have to turn it down and let it play overnight. Yeah. You can put it on loop. Mm-hmm. Bam. Yeah. Support an artist. Two, yeah. <laughs> um, two nice Jewish boys. Oh, yeah. And I have a merch store if you want to see some cool merchandise. Oh, cool. Um, I'm going to plug that. It's called districtlines.com. Districtlines.com. You sell something that we can see? Um, no, this is actually from a people called 1948. It's like, oh. as, or from Cleveland. They, okay. gave me, they give me some free shirts, so I wear them. Because cool. I, I like pack two bags to come to Israel, which consists <laughs> of like seven shirts and three pairs of jeans. Okay. Um, Whatever's clean. Yes. My merch store is districtlines.com slash koshadills, K-O-S-H-A dash D-I-L-L-Z. And I think it also works as koshadills, just regular. Nice. Um, Amazing. So well. thank you so much for coming. Before we go, we have a collaborate. We have two collaborations. The first is with the Jewish Journal. Jewishjournal.com, which yep. we, told, we told you about. You know Jewish Journal, right? Yeah, David I gave him a shout out yeah. during the rap. David yeah. Suisa, what up? And Ryan Torok. Torok. Tarok. Ryan Torok. T O R O K. He's a great writer from there. So I know. Nice. Shout nice. Out to Ryan. So they got great columns, great podcasts. Mo Rosner also has a podcast. Yes. David Suisa. Uh, so JewishJournal.com. Check them out, guys. Also, we collaborate with Ruth Sheva. They're at IsraelNationalNews.com. They're also on Facebook, and it's also a great place to get updates in English about what's going on in this crazy country. <laughs> and uh, we accept donations. So if you like what yeah. we do, help us out. Go to twinjb.com slash donate. And I want to give a... Just 2NJB, right? Dot, yeah. The, the, 2NJB. The word the 2. Number 2. The, the number 2. NJB.com slash donate. His Israeli accent is like 2NJB. Yeah, so so Everyone's like, two nice goyish boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's horrendous. I know. I just want to... The, the, there was a fan... Who he he hit us up and he uh, told us that we have to have you and I just want to credit him. I'm trying to find this. Yeah, so his name is um, his name is James Grossriquez. What? Yes. Ah. And he said, you know, Kosher is in Israel. 
you gotta have him so thanks yeah we're definitely we're definitely like doing your name zero justice yeah, but, but james gosriks thank you he so apparently much. like you loves you and analysis. loves us so it's it's very cool and oh, if you guys have guest thanks, ideas james. you can yeah, hit we us should, up we, could, we, we should have just said james yeah <laughs> james James, you're awesome. Thanks for sending my stuff. James, James. All right, okay, guys. guys thank you so much. Week. Thank you, Kosha Dills. Kosha Dills at K O S H A D I L L Z. Thank you so much. Two nice Jewish boys podcast. You guys uh, speak praises of your name. It's such a good combo. You guys are thank nice you. Jewish thank you, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.